It feels like it's been, since we've been doing a monthly, it feels like it's been 400 years yeah. since I've seen yeah. you. Yeah. Well, it's been four. Has it been four weeks? No. Four, four-ish? Four and change. Four and change. Ish. And this is uh, Esther. Oh, yeah. That's Esther. I'm Kristen, and this is Chain of Duels that you're listening to this right is, now. This is our September installment. This is this is us. We're here. Coasting, we're with you. Coasting into the end of the summer. Yeah. We're getting there because it's, what, today's the 17th and like officially the end of summer is the 21st? I think so. We're getting there. I mean, the end of Texas summer will be... Uh, January. November 2nd. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> eh. You know... The way that the seasons are segmented out, though, is really bizarre because we think of fall, what, September? We think of September, October, November, right? Yes. But really, it's late September, October, yes, November. But then winter doesn't start right until December 21st. So doesn't that mean the first part of December is technically fall? Yeah, it's fall. No one thinks like that. People are... No. No. Because once you're through... Once you're through... Thanksgiving, yeah, it's winter. I think and it's Christmas. I think we think of the months much more of the seasons much more in terms of being divided by the months than being divided by the solstices and that kind of thing. Because we have the Gregorian calendar, should we get into that? I don't know. That yes. just felt like a rant, but I don't actually have a rant behind yes. that. I have ranted about the Gregorian calendar, and it's <laughs> <laughs> something about it's, Gregorian seems like it's it would much be in your like purview. <laughs> It's much like, uh, you remember when I knew I hated Socrates and I couldn't remember why? Did I, would, was I ranting about I, Socrates pretty, to you? I'm sure I have, and point, I can't remember why. At this point in our friendship, I just accept that your most recent life time <laughs> before this one was in one of the ancient civilizations. I probably was. And so like, in my past life, very recent, Socrates, very fresh, uh, opinions about everything <laughs> that relates to those cultures. So, I like, I'm I'm mad at Socrates like he just insulted my mother. Like, exactly. that's what I He probably did. I know he didn't shower. Who did? I mean, look. I mean, who did shower? I mean, like, shower. I mean, like, what, I mean, not like the, tr- like, shower, like, technically showering, but like, he, he, he didn't bathe as much as the Greeks liked to bathe, and that was a problem. Who did and there was, shower was a whole ancient Greece. Yeah, it wasn't like he didn't own he didn't own a rain shower. I mean, I guess they had baths and whatnot. They had. Yeah, yeah. no. I think his I think his uh, hygiene was uh, complained about. Um, At any rate, (laughs) so I have no. I I don't remember what I hated about the Gregorian calendar or why. Give me. I'll come back to it, and it's going to come to me. Yeah. Now that I've mentioned it, I'd like to look into it because I feel like I would have some opinions coming down on it. It feels like. My my intuitive self says that it was one of the impositions of the patriarchy over uh, the natural cycles and rhythms of the earth. But yes, I well, could be also, wrong. Okay, so we have 12 months and we initially had, uh, I think before the Gregorian calendar or whatever 
I'm just fully going off the dome now. So I think I'm going to get time periods and names and stuff wrong. It used to, the, the, uh, calendar used to be 10 months. And then I think it was Caesar Augustus who issued a decree that all, sorry, added two. Yeah. Also a, (laughs) sorry, all of a sudden Luke, (laughs) the gospel of Luke just started falling out of my mouth. I mean, he did that. Okay. All right. Anyway. (laughs) But then also like Joseph and Mary had to go back to Bethlehem. There was no room at the end. There wasn't. He also just randomly added two more months in the summer. So July and August Mm. are Julius, Caesar and Augustus. Now was that, was that at all because he wanted to marry someone that, he wasn't allowed to marry, so he needed an extra month in there to do it. That usually seems like why most rulers do Honestly, that probably. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it was an arbitrary and dumb decision. But what pissed me off is that, like, the September, October, November, December, like, the, the root words, sept is seven. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oct is eight. And so sept should be the seventh oh. month, but it's not because seven is July because of what fucking Augustus. Fuck Augustus. Gus Gus. I'm just happy this moment happened. I'll take I'll take the out of order calendar God. days or calendar yeah, Octo- so, so October should be the eighth month of the year because it's October uh, and it's not. It's the tenth month. That makes sense on why it doesn't make sense. Thank you for sharing that with yes. me. I knew that there yes. was I knew there were things to uncover in that calendar that would there, there are more. Off. What there are more details as to yeah. probably as to why Augustus did that, and I'm sure it ends up making some sort of sense. But honestly, look, fuck it. In future, if we just want to have uh, rants about historical things, that bring it. Let's do it. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> Let's just have an entire episode about the Gregorian calendar. Honestly. <laughs> That's not even a duel. It's just a dunk session on why the Gregorian calendar is bullshit. This is only a taste. <laughs> that could be like a spe- like special special bonus episodes. And we're not even dueling. We're we, just dunking oh, on something that's bullshit. We could also, if we wanted to keep it as a duel, we could try to find a representative who likes and wants to be the proponent for. So it's a good old debate club. So we try uh. to find someone who's all for the Gregorian calendar. That is what it's called, th- right? Now I'm having yes. A, a yes, yes, extreme yes. self-doubt. Okay. Listen. Yes. Virgo season is rampant among us, and I just want <laughs> Boy, to acknowledge. is it? <laughs> I just want to acknowledge it? that while my Virgo Mars is in overdrive of lists and productivity and really grounding down into projects and, you know, getting things done, uh, the self-critique and uh, anxiety <sighs> and uh, paralyzing perfectionism are at an all-time high, so... Let's just it's, let's just breathe through just, it. Just just jot that down. Yeah, just jot <laughs> just, that. <laughs> note to everyone: Kristen's Virgo Virgo Moon. Something oh, else in there, isn't there? Is it just the moon? Probably. But the moon I think is it strong. might just be the moon. Every, everything else is like basically an Aries. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just hence the anger at Socrates. There's that. It's all, all Listen, my other planets in Aries. Bring this historical figure to me so I can fight him. <laughs> anyway like how buck wild is it to have your mars and aries is there a more like fight me bitch <laughs> like <laughs> oh that's well yeah because mars rules aries so it's extra extra just it's just boy, extra of the yeah extra. so yeah virgo season is it's also like i will say like at work because especially because i work for like a british and european company and like no one in europe works all of August. So I have a really, really quiet month where I can like yeah. do other stuff and prepare. And then it's just like a switch. Suddenly you come in on Monday 
And it's just everyone's like, I need everything now. And I'm like, God, you guys were just on holiday. Aren't you supposed to be like chill and just coming back? And oh my God, bank holiday weekend. I have a question. Yes. Shouldn't we just probably travel to Europe now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just, yeah. Let's chat about that. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say, how about, let's pull our resources on who we know that we can sleep on their couch and uh-huh. or uh, we'll just suss out some Airbnbs and go for it. Yeah. Fuck it. I <laughs> spend. I haven't written it yet. <laughs> I haven't written it yet, but I have every so often, about five times a day, thought it's never too late to leave for Europe. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> I want to go back to Greece so bad. There's there's a uh, an old oh who is it Gary Cooper movie? Do you know the movie mm-hmm. Meet John Doe? No, I don't think I've even heard of it. Oh, it's one of the old Frank Capra movies where it's like all kind of like the feel good idealism. Like if you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. He also did You Can't Take It With You, which is one of my favorites. But oh, yeah. Okay. So I think it's Meet John Doe as one of his. If not, scrap that part. But in Meet John Doe, this character who I won't get into all this stuff, but he's kind of been roped into this scheme and he's giving this speech in front of this large auditorium. It's a great movie. You should just watch it. But anyway, this character played by oh what is that man's name he's kind of an iconic older actor who has this really kind of like distinctive rat raspy squeaky voice anyway he's his kind of like i'll say hobo buddy because they refer to him in that way but anyways mm-hmm. he doesn't like the whole scheme he wants him to check out he basically is just off like they keep doing a cut to him and he's just kind of opening this exit door and kind of gesturing to it like hey we could still go and then the speech will go on they'll cut to him and he's kind of like pointing at the exit door and like opening it that man is in my brain like <laughs> constantly just <laughs> gesturing towards the exit door like oh so we could fuck off like <laughs> here's all of your things you're really diligently doing also do you want to just go we could go just just so you know just... the exit is right here i'll just turn on my out of office at work just to say no thanks not even a, oh, here's what no I'll be back. Just a be great. Ha- hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> Could you? Oh, an auto office reply that just says just hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> you know who you are. That's it. That's it. Let's just go to you. That'd be beautiful. And yep. then office patchouli guy comes by your cubicle. And there's just a note saying, it was because of the patchouli. <laughs> Because no, of we don't you. want him to. He might feel terrible. It's because of you, OPG. But also, I, thank you very much, because now I, we're in look, Europe. Okay, update. I shared an elevator with OPG. I think I think he's toned down the patchouli. He listens to the podcast? I think he listens. Have we found another listener god? I'd love to unearth a new one. If it's I think it's guy, Welcome aboard. Is he hot? No. Even without the patchouli? No. He looks, he looks, he, oh. he reminds me of, I've told you. Hold on. Just, I'm, just I'm say sorry. yes Look. and off mic. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, totally. Hubba, the hubba. The patchouli was all that was holding <laughs> the back. Mama and Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, OPG has uh, toned down his patchouli, and I really think it's for the benefit of the world. So. Mazel tov. Well, we put it out there. Uh, but Let's also, some other stuff on here. What else what do we, we want to change? What we also can't rule out is that I really think you unpacked my hatred of the patchouli. Uh, so, like, maybe he still smells like patchouli, but I just can't smell it anymore. Because it's not as an, much of an irritant to you. Yeah, Listen, I have dealt with mosquitoes in a similar way, and one, I don't get bit by them as much, and two, when I do get bit, I don't notice it. It doesn't bother me the same way it used to, and I don't even feel itchy. It's like. I am less irritated 
in general by them. However, the one thing that still does get me and I still have to work on is just not even a sting. It doesn't even have to be a stinging bug, but you know the little guys that when you're trying to sleep, all of a sudden you'll hear, yep, right by your ear? Yep. Yep. Not a fan. That's mostly, I think, because I don't like the idea of them getting into my ear canal because I have a real thing about things going into my ear. Have you ever seen me try to do eardrops? No. Oh, uh, it's like a <laughs> no. It's like an itch you can't itch. You know, like it's ooh, like that deep ooh, inner. My, you're my ear itch. No. Mm, yeah, mm. that's like the opposite of ASMR. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I I get really excited when I learn things I don't know about you. Look. I didn't know you had an ear thing. Look, sometimes <laughs> there's things. Did you know that I snap funny too? My sisters told me this. I can only snap with one hand. Wait, that's a let snap, me see your but snap. I can. Okay, so you, you still do it the way. Okay, so did I tell you that? Well, I also familiar. I also sometimes just go just go dominant with the middle finger. Right, that's the way. So that's why you do it. That I also do apparently a, a twist. Do you see? This? Oh, do you also do it like like your? I have to do that to jet, make it happen. Jet all that's the like, way. <laughs> that's not even just like me trying to be sassy. That's like the wrist action just, is helpful, like to make the whole mechanism yep. work. I did it when my sisters were talking and. Uh, one of my sisters interrupted the conversation in order to point out, isn't it cute, <laughs> isn't it cute how Esther's had the same snap since she was nine? And I was like, wait, how do I snap? And they, they're both like, oh, yeah. And I was like, wait, how do I snap this? Not, I thought I snap how people snap. And they demonstrated for me. And then I kept trying. They're like, no, don't change. It's so cute. Don't change. It's not weird. Like just. But now yeah. that I know, I've been trying. It's like I over think, the two. Um, I think. You're um, welcome to anyone um, who likes snapping. I the Mary Poppins the the scene the um a spoonful of sugar scene where all like their toys and shit can move by itself and they're trying to they snap and they clean everything up oh. the way they snap they do like a weird circular hand yeah, well Michael's snap- trying to do it and he's not doing yeah, it right I th- yes, I wanted did I you watch Mary Michael. Poppins of course up? I did you, look at me I was like I'll, was I, I homeschooled <laughs> Just making sure. We've got to make those references. Got to mention this once don't. or twice a podcast. I was homeschooled. Of course, I watched Mary Poppins. I don't think that actually Look. correlates, but yes, we did. <laughs> but, but I think the way they snapped really it it built. You know, there my were snapping there, habits as well. There are a lot of okay. Are we a Disney podcast? Because I'm, am I? I'm about we to might be. I'm about to get into. There are some really iconic Disney gestures. Including in Peter Pan, I don't know why. To me, this was iconic. To no one else, I'm sure. There's a moment where the mother is saying goodnight to the kids after they've seen maybe Peter or Tinkerbell once and they're kind of like mentioning something. And she's kind of skeptical. She's going to turn off the oil lamp. And she pauses and then she's like, oh, yes, goodnight, dear. Turns the key of the oil lamp down. Something about the way she does that. I used to practice it. I had this little like old and I would pretend to turn the like key mechanism, try to just stage it exactly how she did it <laughs> not to mention the, the aladdin eyebrows that i practiced in the mirror countless times. <laughs> there's um the way the the way baloo not baloo i mean it's he's animated just like baloo but it's uh little john in robin hood yeah, danced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did this like weird twist he does it in oh well, yes. they animated it the same way that weird like twist yes. thing he does <laughs> i think so that good. defined a lot of my dancing yes. oh <laughs> also very good yeah yeah oh what do you have for us in terms of what do we, do we want to be angry or cry? I think why don't we cry first? Okay, yeah. Well, I'll have you know that up until yesterday, 
And I was like, ugh, I'm not going to have one this week. Because either I was dry or it was like the kind of crying where I didn't really want to be like, ha this is the thing I cried yeah, about. you don't really want to share it with, right. with OPG and Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, OPG can know whatever you know. Um, yesterday, right before nap time for my nephew, I was reading him a book or of his own choosing, which something like wherever you go or something like that. Basic premise of which. Sure. And listen, my my editorial self combined with the heightened Virgo-ness, like I have issues with this book. It has cadence problems, <laughs> rhyme, like there's there's things that irk me. However, on this day wish like wish they would So this isn't like oh this is this. the yeah, exactly. This isn't like oh this is my you know. So I'm reading it to him. And somewhere around the point of just like, you know, the idea is that you can't get away from this love, like it's always going to be with you wherever you go. And even if you're at the top of the highest mountain or if you're, you know, whatever. So on whatever page where it's declaring this love that you can't get away from, I start not just tearing up, but choking up to the point that I have to mm. stop reading the book and am slightly, lightly sobbing. <laughs> My nephew looks at me with like, you know, is, is she broken? What are you doing? What is this? And I say to him, you know, and Esther is just sad. It's okay to feel a little sad. I'm okay. I'm just crying. At which point he kind of laughs, goes over and gets one of his, um, this is going to sound strange, but he has a very Montessori sort of toy approach. So he has some cardboard, including some yeah. some toilet paper rolls <laughs> as part sure, of his but like toys. He goes over Exactly. He goes over and gets one of his toilet paper rolls off the shelf that he had put it on, brings it over and puts it on my head and starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he meant, I think he just meant, he kind of does this thing where he just tries to distract and like make you laugh yeah. when you're upset. So I started laughing. So That's that so was sweet. the crying corner. It was so great. I, I wish that all the time when I'm sad, there was someone to just bring a toilet paper roll and put it on my head. <laughs> just and there put it on it your was. head like a unicorn horn or just or was it like flat? Uh, unicorn horn for sure. Nice. Standing up. Nice. Yeah. I, that's how I pictured yeah. it, but I want to confirm. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. He's he's a good kid. He's a great kid. He's got great instincts. <laughs> he has amazing <laughs> instincts. Okay. The Grudge Corner. Now, I texted you yesterday. I did a teaser that the Grudge Corner is a little different because it's Virgo season. <laughs> So my grass corner, it's it's also not – I'm not mad about anything. I'm frustrated with myself. Mm, oh, yeah. Why. Oh, it's Virgo season for It's sure. Virgo season. <laughs> so the other night, I decided to start watching one of my favorite movies in the entire world that I've accidentally referenced twice already in this recording. Ooh, hold on. What well, features the Gregorian calendar? I guess everything. <laughs> I might have only mentioned it once. Okay. It came to mind twice. Okay, okay. I think only West Side Story. Oh, see? <laughs> when I say, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first Did you cigarette. say that? Oh, yeah. When we were talking about snapping, I did. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I was, must have been lost <laughs> in my a, own reverie. Uh, uh, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, I'm sorry. West Side Story. Have you seen West Side Story? I believe once, and for some reason, that seed did not take root in my soil. And it's va- I get it. Which could have just been the season in yeah. which I happened to watch it. But I randomly watched it five or six years ago and just imprinted on it. And I love it. So wait, does that mean you're going to be wolf married to it? What is what have you learned about? I'm already I'm already I'm wolf married okay. to West Side Story. <laughs> Technically, West Side Story is older than I am. So it imprinted on me. 
<laughs> somewhere emblazoned. It's Wolf Mary to me. <laughs> uh, emblazoned in something very bold. Can we? Can we? Can we just <laughs> jot down? I'm Wolf married to West Side Story. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna jot it down right okay, now. Me too. And in in like natural of a way in which uh, I love things, I hate ninety. 90- Eight percent of the people in West Side Story. <laughs> I love because you know. I mean, you know the premise. So it's set in like 1950s New a, York. It's based on Romeo it, and Juliet. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think so that was got, the thing is that I'm not into Romeo and Juliet. So anything, yeah, a version of that doesn't sit yeah. with me because I don't connect with the whole. I see someone yeah. and now it's like this till I die love. Yeah. Well, no. So Tony and Maria. Maria's your Juliet. Tony's your Romeo. I to, I hate Tony and Maria. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, and we got, and the, it's, it's, we, we have a fun tinge of, uh, I say fun in quotes, uh, a lot of racial tension because you've got, it's a really, you know, the West Side of New York in the 50s. I assume I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> very, <laughs> very poor and like crime ridden neighborhood. So you've got like, uh, these gangs of white kids that are probably like Irish, Polish, all immigrants. And then um, you've got new, newer Puerto Rican immigrants that are all living there. And so suddenly, much like America today, we hate brown people. And so that's exactly what it is. So you got the Jets, who are your white gang, and you got the Sharks that are your Puerto Rican game. Fucking love. It. I'm Team Shark, okay? <laughs> I'm Shark all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because the two people I like in this movie are Anita, who is. Uh, the equivalent of the nurse uh, in the story of Romeo and Juliet. She, um, Anita is Bernardo, who's my, my other favorite character. Bernardo is Maria's older brother. So he's your Tybalt. All Bernardo's I can think about with sharks. Tybalt, I think this is true. But is was, it John Leguizamo in the... <laughs> no, there was a local production of Romeo and mm. Juliet that I went to, uh, I think, in high school. And there were a few smatterings in the cast of homeschoolers that I vaguely knew or they were like older brothers of some people I knew and there was an older brother that was playing I mm. think Tybalt or one of those kind of characters hubba hubba mama and shrubba <laughs> look so I love, Romeo was not the main dish in that no Tybalt's always been it except for in the in the Leonardo DiCaprio and Tybalt's played by John Leguizamo who he his outfit from head to toe is brilliant but he does have a soul patch and i don't fuck with a soul patch no. that kills that kills a little no for except for it my brief apollo anton ono face <laughs> i still oh i can't do it i know because that's that's like a that's anymore. like a landing strip no, i know i i wouldn't ever anymore but those were those were strange days and let's <laughs> listen short track speed skating was another of my uh intense bursts of addictions that has i passed, can see that but was uh very, uh, I don't even know the word <laughs> to summarize it. Uh, eye-opening, shall we say? Um, <laughs> all-encompassing and or, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, so I only like Anita and Bernardo. So I get to the end, and spoiler if you haven't seen West Side Story. Also, it came out in like 1964, so like, I'm not going to spoil it. And they're, also their remake, Steven Spielberg's remaking it. I'm not here for it. <laughs> Spielberg. I'm not here for it. So every time, and I think... Every time I watch, it ends, and the way West Side Story ends is Tony dies, Maria doesn't die. So it kind of ends, so we don't have, like, your murder-suicide. We don't have, like, a double-suicide situation Mm -hmm. like Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. I hate the way it ends, and I actually hate it about halfway through when Bernardo dies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's it's one of my favorite movies. I usually only only ever watch, like, maybe a quarter of it, because then I know Bernardo's about to die, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. 
was like, <laughs> Ryan, I used to watch Little Women remake, and we would only watch up until like right before Beth dies. <laughs> I think we would watch like maybe right before uh, Joe refuses Lori, and then we're like, ah, we're done. <sighs> Also, I never, I never sidebar. I never read the book. So when I was watching that remake, I I should read the book, right? I should read the book. I mean, I I dug it when I was, you know, yeah, a nine year old homeschooler. But I don't know. So you do what you want to do. I'll read the book. Yeah, but so my only exposure to it is is the '90s, like uh, Winona Ryder, Little Women, and I got really confused because I knew I knew Christian. What's his, his name? Bale. What's Bale. Bale. I was like, Bolton? What's his last name? Uh, let me, let me, ba- let me bail you out. Exactly. Thank you. you just, you just Christian bailed me out of that, <laughs> of that brain fart. I knew Christian Bale. They've been calling him Lori. And then that scene where he's like, hey, marry me. And she keeps calling him Teddy. And I was like, who's Teddy? Because yeah, they don't ever they say don't. that in the movie. They don't. And yeah. I, I kind of figured, and I, later I was like, oh, I bet they say it in the yeah. book yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. She calls yeah. him Teddy. But she said, like, Teddy, no. And I remember looking and thinking, like, Teddy, has he had a twin this whole time? Who's Teddy? That's Okay. Do we have time to do a quick sidebar into Little Women? Yes, we do. I okay. declare it. Sang so, the gavel. Also, there were there are a series of those books also. There's Little Women, Little Men. Uh, Joe's, Joe's Boys. Boys. I did like yeah. Joe's Boys. Anyway. So obviously I read all of them. No big deal. Okay, so the whole the Lori slash Teddy and Joe thing, this was at the time when you would print an installment of a book and oh, it would be out. Yes. And then you'd write the next part and people would be all juiced for it. So the first half is pretty much the buildup of their relationship. According to, I believe, confirmed reports, I don't think this is just urban legend or speculation. Louisa May Alcott heard that everyone was expecting Joe and Laurie to get together and decided to subvert the expectations of her readers, which were built on her own framework. She did this. (laughs) She did this and then said, oh, I'll do a little twist on them. I won't do that. I'll go the opposite way. And, you know, ruins his life by marrying him to Amy. Not and ruins, it ruins his what well, ruins his character. It I'll ruins say, his character because he goes because him being like I have to be part of this family. Right, I'm like ew. It cheapens the whole thing. Ew. It makes Yuck. it very yeah very icky. And then also Joe being kind of this like rogue independent character, then having her marry like this much older man that has a very to me I haven't read them in a long time, but even at the time of reading them, it had a very kind of like. Oh, good. She's got someone paternal to still kind of keep her in check, kind of, which yeah, didn't feel no. good either. So anyway, mm. that's Louisa. No, I don't. Why not? Louisa, just, what the fuck? Why not just say, oh, great. I wrote things well because you expected exactly what I intended. And here you go. These two characters are made for each other. Look, some some on that Alcott commune farm that they lived on. One of those apples. Which I- one of those apples was rotten. I think I I think I visited that in one of my like New England growing oh. up. Yeah, the Alcott because I remember um, the only thing I remember about touring that place is that um, what why people thought Bronson Alcott was so weird was that he had his family take cold showers every single day, and everyone was like, <laughs> you know that you're only supposed to take a hot bath once a week. Bronson Alcott, you dumb dumb. So it was like he was kind of ahead of a time. And this is also the second time I've referenced bathing. 
Also, cold showers are really good for it, you. So that's yeah. probably they. No wonder they were. As, Bron- Bronson yeah. Alcott was right, but yeah. so it wasn't the cold showers that maybe it was the cold showers that caused Louisa. She was so ahead of everyone else. It was just like fuck you. I'm invigorated. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that always that always annoyed me. No, because it didn't. Yeah, okay. It didn't feel organic to the story. It just felt like she wanted to. She wanted to fuck with people. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, it felt unnecessary. <sighs> what are you going to do? Okay, so um, we're going back to West Side Story. Oh, let's do it. I love it and I hate it, which is why I've been talking about writing a sequel to West Side Story for about five okay, to six good. years. I was like, I've walked you through you? this. Yes, okay. I've walked you through this, haven't I? Because I have changed the plot a bit from when I originally came up with it. Because there is a scene at, at some point, so we're at past the point of no return in the in the in the movie when I usually turn it off. Bernardo's dead. Oh, Tony was the one that killed Bernardo, and this is it's even more fucked up because Bern- Bernardo is Maria's brother, and Maria's new hot new boyfriend that she's known for a day murders her brother in the street, and Maria's like, "But I still love him," and he sneaks into her room and they have sex. It's like the most intense depth of passion for the most surface level of attachments yeah. i can't i yes. can't dig it anyway okay at, at any rate tony kills bernardo maria fucks him anyway anita walks into Wait, the does bedroom she know that he did that i think she knew oh yeah i'm out i think I'm she out. knew look i tell you tony maria sucked Anita, her boyfriend, the love of her life has just died, and she walks into Maria's room, sees Tony sneaking out of the window on the fire escape, and she's like, excuse me. Tony and Maria are like, okay, well, we're going to run away together, so you need, Anita, you need to take a message down to Doc's store um, so I can coordinate with Tony because I can't leave. I've got to, like, you know, get my parents off the hook. So uh, Anita doesn't have to do this. She's like, you just fucked the guy that murdered your brother and my boyfriend but sure I'll run an errand for you so she Anita goes um, and goes down to Doc's store which is where all the jets are and there's an attempted sexual assault where all the jets pile on and like are about to rape Anita before like someone finally pulls them off her and so that's the scene that inspired me for West Side Story 2 colon Anita kills everybody (laughs) and it's originally my original idea was that it's like a Kill Bill style revenge story of Anita going person by person by person all these shitty jets and honestly a couple of shitty sharks because and Maria uh, my original version that I'd mapped out in my head it was going to be a three-way standoff between Anita Maria and baby John who's my favorite one of the jets <laughs> I don't know why baby John I just picked him I think I was thinking of that you know that scene in the office yes. where they're playing the murder game yeah I was just and that's how I had it. Also an appropriate had. reference because in rewatching The Office more and more, the most insufferable characters in the whole <laughs> show, and I know this is a really yes. unpopular opinion, are Jim and Pam. They are. They They're are. the worst. They're so terrible. I don't think they've uh, aged well. No, they have They were not. wonderful. We were watching in oh, like 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Laura, our beloved Laura, is also a very, very big West Side Story fan. And so she's uh, she's a music teacher. And on those days where she doesn't want to teach, West Side Story is uh, a movie she'll put on <laughs> for her kids to watch. <laughs> so uh, I was – I, te- I was texting the attachments. <laughs> Basically, she's like, hey, kids, guess what not to do? <laughs> yeah. So I texted Laura at like 9 p.m. Sunday night. They said, just put on West Side Story, ready to be mad at 99% of the people in this movie again. <laughs> and so then that's why I tell her. I said, I replotted my sequel. Anita instead becomes an assassin, while Maria, who has survived this gang war that's killed Riff, killed Bernardo, killed Tony, Maria 
survives and the sharks and jets are all decimated. She becomes a new leader of a super gang that is the union of the sharks and the jets. And because is it called I the assume, now it is. I, I like it better than the jarks. <laughs> <laughs> so because I assume the one time Tony and Maria got down and dirty, you know he didn't use protection. Oh, of course. You know he didn't. So obviously Maria she's got the pregnant. Fertile crescent. So she's, yeah. she's the fertile crescent. Exactly. So she is carrying the physical embodiment of a union between the sharks and the jets. And I do like the idea of a badass lady like lady gang leader. Mm-hmm. They're both exacting revenge on like uh, pa- the patriarchy and systemic racism because it's still mid-50s New York City. <laughs> Chino. Chino's the guy that kills Tony. Chino's, Chino's the first to die. Baby John. <laughs> My favorite one of the Jets is Maria's right-hand man, Graziella and Velma, who are very minor characters that have one line in the movie. Uh, they're also very important to the gang because I'm just going to lift up all the la- all the ladies and all the stupid boys in the Jets that are almost raped Anita can all die one by one. I feel like there's a pretty strong case maybe for Maria being kind of stupid too, though. But Oh, Maria is stupid. I Now that I'm talking through... I think there's got to be a couple of years between the end of West Side Story and where we pick up in West Side Story 2. So Maria has time to grieve Tony, have her baby, fuck shit up. So we can just kind of assume there's been some growth before Maria's like, I run this town. What is the the difference between this and your former script? Because so far it sounds the same. Maria's more powerful. Okay. Before, yeah, I'm, I'm making Maria uh, more. Maria's more doing like more. A, and then okay. Anita's, mo- Anita's more of like a secret. Anita's always been like the equivalent of the bride I in see, Kill Bill. I see. So now it's, so, as if, it's as if Maria has kind of ascended the throne. Yes. And she's basically so, Mar- so Maria's your establishment. I'm getting revenge. Yeah. And Anita is your anarchy. I'm a lady of the shadows. I disappear. What is that? Chaotic good or something like that? Yes. I don't know how to do that. Yes. But you know. Anita's your, cha- Anita's your chaotic good. And Maria's your Maria's your lawful evil. Sidebar, I saw a breakdown of those, what are they called? But anyway, of those terms, but applied to Terrace House uh, residents over the years. Yes. So yes. good. So good. Yes. Where's Armand stand? Oh, was he on it? No, I don't neutral, know. Neutral, neutral, right? <laughs> if Armand awesome. could still be living in Terrace House today, Listen, he would on, be. <laughs> on this newest season, do you remember... Do you remember the landscape, the landscape boss that he worked for that had the really long, like he was kind of like yeah, this guru yeah, yeah. sort of like hippie figure sort of? He featured, like he showed up to do, <gasps> to build a deck, quote unquote. No deck building was, uh, let me clarify and speak clearly, deck building. Deck, no deck De- building. <laughs> there was a little bit of that. I mean, sort of, in confidence. He's, he did a lot of like advice yeah. and they would come outside and talk to him and he'd kind of lean and push his hair back and oh he's glorious he needs his own spinoff i gotta i gotta get in there i gotta get Ugh. back into terrace house this this Ter- season was Terrence house this season was intense and i realized that my my feelings are to the point now that tension on terrace house or on great british baking show can slightly agitate me and make me feel like i maybe don't want to watch this right now well because there's great not supposed british to be tension in either place those are the gentlest of shows. This, yeah. is, this is my tolerance level currently. I can't handle the tension <laughs> of whether this baked good is going to turn out and whether this person's going to be upset. Don't don't go back to the season where the guy throws his baked Alaska in the trash. Uh, don't do it. it that's a, that's love. Was it a baked Alaska? I also realized something sure when you were explaining about West Side Story, a difference between the two of us that I think explains a lot of the things that we're into or not. Because we have a lot of shared things, but we also have yes. things that it's like you go down your we path, also do I go down go, mine. We, we, we dovetail. And I just realized one of the things that leads you down your path and why mine diverges is because you 
and you're not alone in this. I know other people like this, but you enjoy watching things that make you mad or that give you an exercise in kind of being frustrated with the people. Yes. Like not, and it's not, not Even always. like The Bachelor or Bachelorette, yeah. I feel like, isn't Love, necessarily yeah. like that's, you watch that's it with. to be like, I'm so inspired and so like into this. It's like you want to get a little of your out. I, it's sort I, of I like, ha- yes. You know what it is? It's entertainment form of your uh it's kickboxing. it's yes Class. it's yeah. emotional kickboxing right. whereas i want to go do tai chi and learn how to like dance and you want to go kick something sometimes i want to kick but i think that you get there's something where you need that catharsis of getting the fire mm-hmm. going and out yeah that makes and sense. also the good thing about west side story is i get both because i also get i get fun songs right <laughs> right you get like and i get great dances it's very balanced and then I also get to be indignant at Tony and Maria because yeah. I'm pretty sure in that sex scene he left his shoes on. Ugh. Oh, see, and I, I there's nothing that I makes mean, me granted, even think I want to watch it once. It was the '60s, so they weren't showing like full penetration. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure, like it was just like she was already in like some elaborate robe after they've done it, and she's all of what 15. So sure, <sighs> she has all these great nighties. I mean, everything um, you're describing about this just seems like it reinforces why I don't want to watch. <laughs> Look, honestly, at this point, I understand don't. though. I understand yeah. yours wanting to, but I don't. I, I look. I'm at this point. I'm beyond being offended when someone doesn't like something I like. As long as you don't tell me, oh, you like I'm, it. Go I'm for bullshit. It. No, no, yeah. no. It is, yeah, because we we respect each other's differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, and also it has a certain feel. Like when people say West Side Story, I can feel the feel that it has, and I know that that has a draw. It's just not like a bouquet that like I am like yes, let me. I just know. It's not. It's not my cup of tea. It's someone else's. That's cup of pretty, tea. but I want it to be exactly. pretty over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how this gets into Grudge Corner is a part of my grudge is ninety nine percent of the characters is, in West Side Story. Hold on, this is all the Grudge Corner. This has been my Grudge Corner. I know. I realized I was talking for a really long time explaining the whole plot. I forgot. The biggest <laughs> grudge is the fact that I've been talking about writing this sequel, and I to the point where I have it all plotted out. Why don't I just fucking write it? <laughs> You could write it. You could write it in installments on your blog, too. I could. I feel like that would be a, a hot topic. I'll write that down. Installments. Yeah. Do it serial form. And then just when people expect <sighs> that they're going to do this thing that everyone's been expecting, have them marry some older guy and marry, and suddenly, marry Maria off to Amy. Anita and Maria are lesbians. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the road it's going down anyway. Yeah, but so, I see it going no other I way see, but yeah. them eventually yeah, falling yeah, in love. Yeah. <laughs> so, my spoiler alert, guys. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> At any rate, that's my grudge corner. I told you it was a little bit of a twisty turny. It's not really a grudge. It's I'm mad at the characters in one of my favorite movies of all time and also mad at myself. <laughs> Happy Virgo season, everyone. <laughs> You're mad at... Oh, that's beautiful. That's perfect. You're mad at the characters of one of your favorite shows, movies. And you're mad at yourself for not writing a sequel to that movie that you're mad at the characters in. I have been talking about it since at least 2012. Like, it's been so long. Yeah, I think that was one of the early things. That I, I think yeah. it was. I think it was. <laughs> yeah it's funny because while you were talking about it at first i was like was this one of my other friends that was gonna write this i don't want to mention it to her in case it was and then you got there so yeah no i knew i knew i had to have at this point i just tend to assume i've told you everything <laughs> but there's always something to learn. there's always there's always new things because we do find loopholes when we assume we've told you thing we assume we've told each other things so it's like oh i forgot to mention this i just thought are we ready to duel 
I'm ready. As I chew a gummy mango. I'm very ready. Who goes toes. first this time? You? Yeah, you. I think I go first. When we do our countdown, once again, <laughs> what the listeners don't know. <laughs> yeah, let them in on this process. Every, every time we have to do a countdown for any of these things. Uh-huh. Esther has to explain how counting down works to me. Well, the thing is, we sometimes you count in order to get us to count down. Like you'll do a three, two, one, and then 10, 9, 8. And then sometimes we count down and then you say go. And then after that is when you do the thing. Uh-huh. I'm bad at counting. It's not counting. It's, it's us getting it's on my- the same terms about at what point we're going to jump off the diving board and you're still doing a couple couple more bounces. I just want to, I want to keep bouncing. I'm not ready. I mean, I get it. That would be me on the diving <laughs> Even board. Even though I'm telling you to go and I'm like, oh wait, I didn't do the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical. Uh, Typical. We'll never, Typical. We'll never be a synchronized diving team at this rate, but we can get this. Okay, so I can't sing it. I can't dive. One, One two, two, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, ten. Seahorse! Did we say the same thing? Mm-hmm. What'd you different. say? You say you yours. Said, you say yours, and then I'll tell you what I said. I said my choice uh-huh. for my duel. Oh, wait. Did we even say what the category is? Oh. <laughs> Guys, the category for this week is sea creature that we'd be for 24 hours. I chose a seahorse. Yeah. That's adorable. That's perfect. I actually... No explanation needed, but go for it. <laughs> I have, um, <laughs> my list is three bullet points long. Shockingly, only three. Number one, men carry babies. Yeah. And I was, okay, I looked this up because seahorses are just, ladies and gentlemen, you've looked. You've looked at a seahorse. It's fucking adorable. It's tiny. It's spiny. It's got a little horse face. It's got a little swirl tail. And it just kind of floats around. And what are we doing? It's got some body armor. How does it propel itself? Little little fins? Uh, I think it uses its snoot. Does its snoot help? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Just kidding. They swim upright, propelling themselves using the dorsal fin. Um... Yeah, so it's related to the pipe fish that swims horizontally that doesn't have a, uh, a dorsal fin. Um, it's also got pectoral sins, pe- pectoral sins, <laughs> pectoral fins located on. on either side of the head behind their eyes. We need to pause. Pectoral sins. Yes. <laughs> I just what, what would those be? My boobs. Would you have my to, pectoral would you sins? Have to confess them to yes. a father crustacean. Heavenly Father. Please forgive me. Oh, sweet King Triton. Oh, dear Poseidon. I'm so sorry for my pictorial sins. <laughs> okay, but no. Let's okay, let's okay. let's the pictorial fins located on the side of the head behind their eyes. So like eyelashes. They steer. <laughs> no. They oh. steer with their eyelashes. Oh, that's perfect. Um, they they get their little tail is prehensile. It's got square like rings. Really? Can only be un- can only be unlocked in the most extreme conditions. Ooh, it's kind of like a a secret weapon. Unlock, yes. unlock so, tail. Yeah, so I guess if they get really scared, that little thing just goes. <laughs> so it's kind of like the opposite of like, yeah, getting a boner. Yeah, is it? Yeah, maybe. I don't think. 
I don't think that's where the penis oh. is. Oh, what's happening here? Uh, ha- sidebar. Uh, for the listeners at home and for Kristen, I've Googled seahorse images. Oh. Uh, there is uh. one by the oceanconservancy.org that features two, I guess, seahorses that look very prego with straight tails. Are those? Oh. What are they doing? Uh, Explain this image know. to me. I may, oh, oh, maybe they're, maybe they're in one of the phases of courtship. Ooh. Because I see a version of that. Okay. Because I'm going to go through all phases oh. of seahorse courtship. Give it to me. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. First of all, men carry babies. The seahorse, like, seahorse sex is basically like she, he, he, he is saying, hey, baby, I'm ready. His, his version of peacocking is kind of just like inflating his, his, empty belly he's like kind of waving it is like i'm so ready to carry these babies in here girl and so she comes over and like they court which i'll get to in a second and then how they do it is she just shoves her eggs inside him and leaves and i guess they get fertilized inside him and he carries him to term is that a pleasurable interaction or just kind of like here have my stuff probably not but (laughs) honestly that sounds like a great way to have kids. <laughs> Only second to the way snails and slugs have kids, which we will come back to. Oh, yeah. So the men, <laughs> the men carry the babies. The young uh, are then released into the water. The male often mates again within hours or days. And he's carried the eggs for 9 to 45 days. And he's ready to go again. So he's still a typical man. Talk to me about the average lifespan. Like 9 day to 45 days is how much out of his life? Oh. You know? I mean, because that's I significant. Like if he only lives yeah. for like... If he only lives for like a year. Yeah. Oh. Well, because if he wants to go again, maybe that's a um, I hope you dance situation wait how would it be and i hope you dance (laughs) which which line of that i hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean Uh wait i i hope you dance in my head is a synonym synonym for yolo (laughs) whenever one door opens I hope that one door closes. What is it? Something like that. <laughs> what are the lyrics to I Hope You Dance? <laughs> I was trying to apply one of them to seahorses. <laughs> I know. I hope you dance. Lyrics. I am googling this in all caps. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get to fill your eat, but always keep that hunger. Look, he just carried a baby for 45 days, and then he wants to fuck again. If that's not I Hope You Dance... <laughs> May you never take one single breath for granted. God forbid love ever leave, leave you empty-handed. Can you make can you make a video mashup of seahorses? I hope you dance in seahorses with just sure. male seahorses underneath that song. <laughs> male pregnant seahorses. You're giving me quite the to-do list, and I'm going to do all of them. <laughs> My back is aching from laughing. <laughs> God forbid love ever leave you empty-handed. That That's so applicable. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. I'm dying. 
pause. answer your question. Can we just see pause what... and take in yes. the gift that just occurred? <laughs> I, I need to just... <laughs> I was ready thank to you. just like listen. Thank you, thank you for your presence. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing seahorses and the song together. You didn't know you needed Leanne Womack and a male pregnant seahorse together in one image. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my body! Oh, it needed it. Thank you so much. What a gift. Oh. So to answer your question, okay, seahorses yeah. live one to four years. Oh, great. So they That's have great. a pretty short lifespan. <laughs> That's pretty. So if you're if you're carrying a baby for four, carrying a whole bunch of baby seahorses in your male pregnant belly for forty five days, okay, I have a you are ready what to are, fuck again. What are the rest of their parts? What do they excrete the children out of? Um. Okay. Hold on. Let's go during. I'll 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 slip. I, the I don't want to. I don't want to enforce a gender binary on them. But if we're saying that they're the male seahorse, but they're carrying the baby, right. Like what? What is their setup? Uh, male seahorse is equipped with a pouch um, on the ventral side of the tail. When mating, the female seahorse deposit, deposits up to fifteen hundred eggs. Damn girl, do they all um, make it to fruition? Is that the word? That's so much. <laughs> um. Okay, let's just go. I'll, let's go through the courtship and then okay, fertilization okay. and then you. gestation and birth, reproductive roles. Oh, okay. See, I did research, but I clearly didn't do enough. Okay, well, let's let's go through let's go through courtship because I think I think a lot of our questions are going to be answered in in courtship. Much like our friends, the slugs, uh, seahorses court for several days. Uh, so it synchronizes their movements and their reproductive states. They're probably going to maybe change color, swim side by side, holding little tails, maybe grip the same strand of seagrass with their tails, wheel around it in unison, called a pre-dawn dance. And they eventually engage into the true courtship dance, which lasts about eight hours, during which the male pumps water through the egg pouch on his trunk, which expands and opens to display its emptiness. That's what I was saying. Come on, girl. My belly's so empty. (laughs) 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 And then when the female's eggs preach maturity, she and her mate let go of their anchors, let go of their seagrass, drift upwards, snout to snout, (laughs) often spiral against the road. This is gorgeous. Hold on. Let me find a lyric that's going to go along this part. (laughs) Please. Please. <laughs> I hope you never fear those mountains in the distance. Never settle for the path of least resistance. They sure as hell don't. Living might because mean taking chances, but they're worth taking. Loving might be a mistake, but it's worth making. But it's making. worth making. It sure is. So they they're they're let go of they let go of their anchors. They drift upward, snout to snout. They're out of the seagrass, spiraling as they rise. They interact for six minutes. After female. how many days? Was it days of courtship or hours? Uh, hours? It may they may court for several days, but these people are now saying the true courtship dance. So they can they can be like the seahorse equivalent of holding hands for days, and then when they like really get going, like start their 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 seahorsey foreplay, that's about eight hours. Um, and that because he's he's he's. Pl- he's puffing his empty belly for eight hours. So then um, <laughs> they interact for six minutes. The female swims away till the next morning. 
The male returns to sucking up food through a snout. Then the female inserts her ovipositor into the male's brood pouch and deposits dozens to thousands of eggs. After all as the other... After all their courting. Hmm. And then the female releases her eggs. Her body slims while his swells. Both animal... Both animals then sink back into the seagrass, and she swims away. <laughs> God bless her. And- <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so I think really what, what we were talking about is the ovipositor, which I don't know what that is. Let's click on that link. It's a tube-like organ used by some animals for the laying of eggs. So basically, it's like her egg dick goes into his empty belly pouch, egg shoot in there. So that's basically what sex is, but she penetrates him. And gives him eggs. But she's still the lady. She's a lady. She's a lady, man. <laughs> no, she's a lady, comma, man. She's the man. <laughs> she is the man. Is she Amanda Bynes? She's a lady. Okay, she's a lady. She might be She might be Amanda Bynes. Um, Amanda Bynes might be a seahorse. Um, also, Amanda Bynes might be a seahorse. You're just full of <laughs> she- wonderful gifts tonight. Um, also, seahorses are kind of monogamous. They don't have like one. They don't have like a, a mate for life. They're not quite like that. It might. It might interest you to know that I was also looking up the shades of monogamy that occur in the small, like three to five percent of the population of animals that are they're known to be monogamous. There are three yes. kinds of monogamy. You ready? Yes. 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 Sexual monogamy, at which where the animal mates only with one animal, like. I don't know if they just went by season, but just basically at first only that one. I think it's kind of one at a time, kind of basically. Yeah. Second, social monogamy, where a pair, mated pair will raise mm. offspring like together, pe- but they like might still have do. extracurricular. I can't remember the scientific term ah. for it, but it was good. Uh, extracurricular activities, but they they raise their babies with one one partner, and then you have genetic monogamy, which mm. where they have Genetically tested the offspring, and all of them are from one father or from one parent. <gasps> Fantastic. Or from, I mean, obviously, two parents. Anyways, okay. So, which kind would seahorses um, they're, fit? They're, uh, I think, sexual monogamy, but it's not for life. It's really more for like a breeding season. Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. every 45 days, whenever the man, no, whenever the man's ready, you know, whenever his pouch is empty. Bursts out, yeah empties his pouch and we got 1200 baby seahorses spewing from this dad um so they okay then they he goes back within to the pouch lady. like is it just like a pocket i they, think they so because there's a there's a picture of a meg pregnant male seahorse right here and he is huge he looks like he looks like he's carrying okay 1200 baby seahorses would i be here. right to to think then that the whole his setup is sort of almost more like an incubator like i think so. sort of like a kangaroo pouch except it has eggs like the eggs almost could be deposited in sand if that would work too except well, that he's carrying I've, them in his pouch i couldn't because they aren't receiving nutrients get, it's not like are the seahorses already um, in the eggs or is the egg need something else in order to fertilize oh it? when they're uh when they're gesta oh no oh there's a whole gestation thing so the fertilized egg i think when she puts they're f- when she puts her eggs in there, they're unfertilized. So they have to be put into his pouch to be fertilized. So when they're in the pouch, he, uh, I, he's, okay. he, he, so that's he does when he have fertilizes a fertilization them. role. It's not just yeah. that he's an incubator. Okay. 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 So their version of sex is just her giving him the eggs and right. then he fertilizes them. And he's so them, excited he, to fertilize them. That's what he's Yeah. He just and he, 
they're embedded in his pouch wall in his in his uh and they become surrounded by spongy tissue uh it supplies the eggs with prolactin which is the same hormone responsible for milk production in pregnant animals the pouch provides oxygen and a controlled environmental incubator and the male seahorses contribute nutrients they are getting nutrients in there basically so yeah like it is he's he is gestating them it's it's buck wild it's buck wild, it's buck wild. Um, the eggs hatch in the pouch. Oh, oh, I didn't see this. Eggs hatch in the pouch where the salinity of the water is regulated and that prepares the newborns for their life in the sea throughout gestation, which in most species requires two to four weeks. His mate visits him daily for morning greetings. Oh, She's that's like, hey, sweet. Hey, baby daddy. So she didn't, uh, she, she didn't, no, uh, she didn't di- love him and I leave him. I said dine and ditch, but that's like kind <laughs> of the opposite. She didn't dine and ditch. <laughs> She didn't vomit she, children into him. And- yeah, she's like, how are my babies? Okay, bye. So, uh, yeah, I'd be a seahorse. So when they're born, do they co-parent or does one take on the responsibility? They do not nurture their young after birth. Oh. Uh, infants are susceptible to predators or ocean currents. Less than 0.5 of infants survive to so adulthood, let's say you why be they ad- have so many. You probably want to be an adult seahorse. I want to be an adult seahorse. Do you I want, don't want to okay. be a baby seahorse. This is what I was wondering too. In your day of being a seahorse, do you have an activity? Do you want to engage in some of the mating rights or do you just want to float around? Honestly, I kind of just want to float around. I want to hang out by the seagrass. I could... If I could start my courtship, like, right before my day is ending, <laughs> so I could... <laughs> you just want to start the bare minimum of foreplay. I kind of... And what's the equivalent of giving a male seahorse blue balls? You just, like, you I just kind of want to... You just want to flap I wanna, your, your... I want to flap my dorsal fin, my whatever my fin is on my eyelashes. You just want to stop wanna, short of pectoral sins. I want to... I, I don't... Want him to see my pictorial sins. <laughs> I want. To. I love for the listener at home. Every time Kristen says pectoral sins, she covers her breasts. <laughs> Don't you can't see them. There's my pectoral sins. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I want to. I basically want to be a real tease to these male seahorses. Be like, I know you're flapping that belly at me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait till about 11 p.m. because I assume I stop being a seahorse at midnight. <laughs> what are their predators? What do you have to contend with? I think everything. Yeah, because they're so little. Oh, they swim very poorly. So, <laughs> are they in the oh. deep darks or are they towards the top? Uh, I think they live in shallower waters. Okay. Yeah, I am. There, ready. But there are also so many. There's so many types of seahorses as well. But mm. they live. They live in a sheltered area, um, shallow tropical and temperate salt water mm. throughout the world. All around, but that's so. That's that's me. That's me being a seahorse. I I'm gonna, am. For I'm ready it. for you, and I'm I'm ready. I'm ready because I didn't hear what you said, and I'm really excited about it. The reason why you thought our sounded similar was because the first word was the same, but the second word was otters. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited! And let me tell you. Okay, so to Kathleen and OPG. I'm happy yes. we have two to say. You know what? <laughs> Let me officially. <laughs> Let's well, officially welcome OPG into the circle. Mm-hmm. I We picked this category, and within days, my interest in it was <laughs> both waning, and I was trying to rack my brain for what I would actually want to be in the ocean. And I think I texted you somewhere pretty soon after and just it was like a couple days it was just like a couple days like after the last episode released yeah and i was like can we pick a different category i'm not inspired with Mm -hmm. anything and we almost did i was prepared to and we almost did and then 
along came Polly. Along came a spider. Along came a little Netflix documentary called Our Planet. Mm. Um, And I just thought, you know, I'll just watch these. That is a David Attenborough one, right? Oh, it's heavy with the Attenborough. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Somehow I had just forgotten that sea otters were an option. Because what I think my challenge was that all I could think of were anything in the fish. Something about... Apparently, I only want to be an animal that has fur. And I don't know why I don't want to fully commit to this, the aquatic nature of, you know, having gills or being underwater. But none of it sat right with me. I tried, like, oh, maybe I'd want to be a whale. Have the ex- I mean, for the experience, sure. Like, maybe yeah. a whale. But nothing really resonated to the point that I wanted to come in here with my baguette or my sword. Until I you know, watching along. The seas are kind of brutal places, like a lot of kind of yes. weird, fascinating, beautiful things, but then chomp, chomp, oh, and it's, it's hunt, hunt, and out from the depths, things with, you know, lights attracting things to kill. Like, it's it's kind of a horrifying, beautiful, amazing place. With the, wait, with the lights attracting, you're talking about the anglerfish? I'm so the, obsessed with it. There is... There were a couple in the it's deep. So that's one of those like deep dark fishes that's so fucked up. There are some deep dark fishes that are very. I mean, they're fascinating to look at, but obviously in our framework of what's scary or not, like they trigger oh. some. Oh yeah, and then into this, the music shifts into a mermaid sort of song, and they're filming these beautiful kelp forests with their. Like, even the colors of the kelp with the water, it's like this beautiful lake blue of an ocean, and then it's like that 70s, like, yellow pea mustard green. So the colorscape is already drawing me in. And you have, like, essentially Ariel in the background. I'm here. I'm here. Stop at the heart. And all of a sudden, you just come to the life of the sea otter, which is presented not to say that they don't have their hardships, but presented in this format and in many formats as kind of like otters have hacked life and aquatic life and they just have it made in their version of shade so i'm going to give you my rundown list of why i want want to know everything of why sea otters a kelp forest was at the top because something about having open ocean also kind of gives me anxiety so the fact that they kind of have some anchor points that are vegetation based (laughs) Was soothing no, to totally me, makes sense. right? There is, there it's is like a forest, and it's yeah, grounding. Exactly, something grounding. Yeah. Exactly, uh, to the point that they use those, which we'll get to. But I'm not going to skip ahead. It's number thirteen. Anyways, number two. <laughs> there, <laughs> it's Virgo season. We go in order. Um, it's true. They have the thickest fur of any animal. Uh, more strands per square inch than any other animal. Uh, and it's it's what they use for insulation, and there's a certain sort of coating sort of thing too, which is g- what gets fucked up when there's like an oil spill, and so that's why a lot of them end up dying because they'll basically get chilled because they're in colder water usually, but then they can survive that. But and the way that number three, it's a separate point, even though it connects with a thick fur, the way that they give themselves extra insul- insulation. I hope you didn't know this because no, I don't. They blow into their hair, <laughs> into their fur. Is there like a is there like a layer? They just, there, they just they just like open it and blow into it and inflate it more. Oh, <gasps> that's amazing! Isn't that beautiful? It's like they give themselves a little top up, as if they're wearing yeah. one of those uh, life vests, like you yeah. would get, um, you know, if your plane goes down. But also the whole situation where they almost like they do swim. Obviously, they're like adept at swimming. However, 
most of the times when you see them, they are just chilling, floating, not exerting the energy of I've got to swim, I've got to like dog paddle, I've got to like dodge this. They are just straight chilling. There was a shot of one in this particular documentary where he or he or she had their little paws raised like this, just laying on their back, you know. Nice. Nice. Which don't they? This might be on the list, but don't they hold hands oh. so they don't lose each other when they float away? Kristen, I'll tell you, that is number ten. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's not with everything else. There's kind of this hustle, and there's this like, gotta live, gotta live, gotta swim, sort of, you know. And they are just riding the the gently rising and falling waves, floating on their backs, and it just, especially in that scene, felt very idyllic. They spend a lot of their time bathing that fur. The um, well, if you have the most fur of any animal, you've got to keep it up, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Six that kind of said the colors, which is true. The the colors of their fur and just their whole, you know, mm-hmm. aesthetic. Do you see this? Oh, yeah, I see it. She's like, <laughs> are we talking about otters? What about me? Me. I'm a little sea otter. Hey, Savvy. For listeners, it's my cat. Um, it's my little Savvy. She jumped up on my lap like a stinker. So the color combo, which that might have just been the appeal of that particular location. But anyways, it was up there. They are... Keystone species in that they're, although personally I am of the mind that we're all keystone species because we may not know the particular effects that a species has, but if you remove it, I think it does have an effect. Anyway, but they're keystone species or known to be because they keep down the number of sea urchins, which Kristen, sea urchins, besides being just like those little bright, spiky pom-pom things that you'd picture from like Little Mermaid, Disney really does inform all of our lives. Okay. It did. It did. We learned a lot about human beings. Sea urchins look somewhat inanimate, but they do move and they graze on kelp. There's a video, I don't know if it's how much time lapse or sped up it is, of them munching through kelp. Really? And if they're left unchecked, they will just mow it down. So they're essential in keeping the kelp forests undecimated by sea urchins. Anyway, their paws, I like that they don't have to just deal with fins. They actually have something that can hold a sea urchin or a mollusk. And there's also another species from this documentary that helps with keeping the sea urchins down is the sheephead wrasse, which is a fish that you want to look up how it looks. But it also eats sea urchins, but has the struggle of just having to like bat things with its mouth because it can't use its fins to get things turned over. So obviously of the two, if you're going to be someone who eats a sea urchin, I would prefer to be something with paws. They have favorite rocks. So I essentially am oh, already yes, an I knew otter. that. Granted, You're already an otter. I already am an otter, except that I don't have what they have, which is underarm pockets. They have armpit pockets, like folds, to put things in. And they put their fav- little snacks for later, Kristen. They put their favorite rock to like break Ugh. apart mollusks. They put. They're so much more evolved than us. They know. But the thing is, all of it seems I applied. Put a sn- I want to put a snack in my armpit pocket. All of their stuff seems in. Like to be applied towards maximum enjoyment of their life, right? Or yeah. ease, ease and flow and play. Like the more, well, because if you're laying on your back, like that's a good spot to shove something. Exactly, and then they just use their little bellies as tables. They're anyway, they've they've got it. They've got it figured out. Holding paws while they sleep so they don't drift apart. Um, love that. Love, love that. Yeah, that's perfect. They they're very good at diving. They can dive hundreds of feet deep. But I like that they go down, but then they can go back up to the surface. I don't want to be down in the deep all the time. Yeah. The babies ride on their mother's bellies. And then when the mothers have to go hunting, they wrap them in seaweed so they don't float away. <laughs> How adorable is that? 
<laughs> they swaddle their babies. They swaddle their babies. Um, <laughs> they wrap them in swaddling clothes and lay them in a seahorse manger. The Gospel of Luke is really getting some shout outs tonight. Right. So Honestly. And they do mate for life in some format. I couldn't find the specific version of that. Okay. So the other thing I that appealed to me about them is... I didn't want to have a stressful day on the ocean if I was going to be a sea creature. I didn't want to have right. to be concerned about shark death overly. Right, right. Um, human interactions account for a lot of their deaths. And if I was coming from the life that I'm currently in now as a human and just being that for a day, I hope that I would know that and be able to avoid. Yeah. However, yeah. there are there is a situation, at least as of three years ago for the article I think I was reading, or maybe it was, yeah, it was three years ago. Great white. Uh, adolescent sharks have been biting they don't eat them but they still kill them they bite otters and then there have been a lot of otters turning up dead which was actually they were trying to bring otters back and the population back up but the great whites were kind of messing up that plan so anyways i don't really want to be bitten to death by a great white no. but i feel like in a day if i was in the right space i might be able to like avoid a shark for a day. Yeah. So I think you could. Yeah, because sharks, sharks like have really terrible vision, and so that's why like sharks don't like. It's not like Jaws where like sharks don't hunt people, and also they wouldn't hunt. They don't really want a. It's sort of like they're because there's not you're you're not there's there's nothing good there. Right. Which I did write down. Perfect segue. I did write down <laughs> from National Geographic this line: Sea otters are mostly muscle, skin. Bones and luxurious fur. I love oh, how luxurious. I love how even National Geographic couldn't get it. Like they're, you know, you think they're just going to be like, here's the here's the cold hard facts about, but then they just can't have that luxurious. You, know, you fur. gotta like give me that, give me that <laughs> adjective. It's not just any fur. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, it's luxurious. Yeah. So that's I would be a sea otter. They look like they know how to chill and ride the waves and enjoy themselves and hold tight to what they love, including rocks and their loved ones. So that's a that's solid. Yeah. I see it. And I feel it. It makes it makes perfect sense. And I think in this sick case, I don't think we have a winner. I don't think we do because we have our I own winner. Yeah, we yeah, we both we've both. I have a I have two runners up. One we've talked about before. You've you've heard actually. I'll be honest. Like every single thing I say, you've heard me talk about both of these things before. My two runners uh. up, and I didn't have as good when I really like thought about it. The seahorse was really the only yeah. answer for me. Yeah. The other two animals, sea creatures, are just two that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> oh, wait, what are they? <laughs> so one is called. The basking shark. <laughs> and you've, I've Hold sent on, you that picture because yeah, it's I gotta just look Google it again. image. Let's take a pause. Everyone, Google image search basking shark and you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it always it's like got, that? It's got a big ass mouth. <laughs> it looks like a rib cage in its mouth. So, so it's like, it's called a. Um, <laughs> It's called its slow-moving filter feeder. So it just swims around with its mouth open. It looks like it's it, it it looking it? like it's, it, it can close right? it. It can. Okay. Oh, there's a great there's a great comparison between a basking shark and a whale shark on their size, and it's just a side illustration of the two. And the one just has a normal shark mouth closed, and the other one oh, it's just mouth ajar. There, there. So I. 
I don't really, when I was reading about them, I was like, okay, this isn't really interesting. They're yeah. slow moving. Yeah. They just, it just, it looks like you said, you said something really scandalous to it and it goes, oh, <laughs> it just says it all the time. So I'm obsessed with the basking shark. The other one is the ocean sunfish. Oh, yeah. I've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the common mola, the, uh, <laughs> also called the mola mola, M-O-L-A, M-O-L-A. Mola mola. Now, <laughs> Exactly. Mola, mola. Should we just get into aquatic themed music videos? Honestly, we could be here. Look at this. For five Look straight days. <laughs> for Is it about to slurp those tiny fish in? I'm sitting this photo. It's looking. It's looking. Are you, are you still looking at the basket? No, shark? I'm looking at the ocean sunfish. They're, oh, the ocean sunfish. So. Let me tell you a tale. Also, what I was about to what I was about to say um, before <laughs> I started talking about the basking shark is the sea otters. I my 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 oldest brother Brad is like loves. He's in the navy, so like it's great that he loves the ocean and he loves sea creatures. Every single time we see each other, whatever city we're in, where you we usually visit whatever aquarium is in that city. Mm-hmm. So he lived in Monterey for a couple of years. So when I went to visit, we went to like an amazing, amazing aquarium, which is the Monterey Bay Aquarium, mm. which... That is a, the one that re- was quoted about the Great Whites. That's where the otter problems are happening. Yes, because, yeah, because all around Monterey Bay, there's just sea otters everywhere. I just remember there's a, a place where you can sit, and if you can sit, a, a, a place, a, an eating place, a restaurant, you can sit that had great, like, bay views, and if you look down and like, the waves, you can usually see otters floating, and so it was nice, and that's what I was thinking of when um, I was like, I've seen them! I've seen, like, them holding yes. hands, and I'm sitting there enjoying some sort of wonderful ravioli dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at its eyes! Look at it's that like, side eye! Oh, what a big dumb dumb! It looks like it's about to slurp those fish in, and someone's, yeah. it just realized someone's watching. <laughs> Uh, not me. <laughs> when I was at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, um, we were about to walk into a room and Brad was telling me, he was like, before we go in and see this fish in here, and he's like, I want to tell you that this fish we're about to see looks like God's craft mistake. <laughs> and that he started to put a fish together and he was like, oh, fuck, I got it sideways and went, <laughs> ah, whatever, and then threw it in the sea. And so this is what, this is the framing I had before I'd ever seen an ocean sunfish. And then we walk in because Monterey Bay Aquarium has one. And I saw that thing swimming around and boy, howdy, they are so weird looking. Like they swim, they're really skinny, but they swim and they're huge. Vertically. And they're I didn't, huge. I didn't know there's a person in this one. They could be huge. up to two. They could get up to 2,000 pounds. Like, they are big fucking Lordy. things. Oh, my word. Um, and they, they got weird little beaks. They have they have teeth in their throat. They look like rocks that somehow, like, got charmed into being fish yeah. by a witch. Brad describing it as God's craft project mistake <laughs> of the sea. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, definitely That's do yourself exactly a favor it. and... Google image search or do your your image search of choice uh ocean sunfish so they they swim vertically but they do like to bask on the surface sometimes and they'll bask flat because they're really like skinny so they'll sit there and bask and people will like, <laughs> see, see them in the ocean and they're like what the fuck it looks like there's this video my coworker Jeannie sent me years and years ago of these two like two drunk dudes on a boat like somewhere outside of Boston and that like accidentally had caught a sunfish but they thought it was a dead shark so they were really confused about it so they were like oh fuck this thing's dying dude <laughs> oh my god I don't know what we got here we somebody we gotta call somebody <laughs> did they think that it was like a pancake shark 
I think they thought it was like a slice of a shark and then they realized it was alive. It was just like, and the, this video was like 15 minutes long and Jeannie was so like, good. keep watching. <laughs> just for these guys going, fuck us, dying, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Boston accent needs <laughs> work. The ocean sunfish is really weird and they're huge. They are huge. Wow. And I, I love them. This is all stuff that I just want to float on the surface of as an otter and be like, just pretend <laughs> no, it's you just not happening. Look at it. That's the thing. When I was thinking about it, because really the category was, what would you want to be? And I wouldn't want to be an ocean right, sunfish. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I, I stand by sea otter. Yeah. yeah. Also, on the topic of mating, and I think a lot of fish do procreate this way, is the ocean sunfish specifically, the female will squirt out up to 3 million eggs. And they're fertilized externally. So she poops out her eggs. He poops out his sperm. And in the sea right there, zoop, zoop, zoop. And then I guess. So ocean water is a lot of. Basically, it's a lot of, it's a lot of eggs and sperm. You know, there was, uh, there was a person <laughs> that I was once in a car with who expressed the opinion, or he put it forward as a fact, that the ocean was 75%, not just semen, but whale semen. <laughs> Yeah. Which felt like an exorbitantly large number. But now in thinking about it and hearing all this, I'm not as sure that he was. He also accredited, <laughs> he credited the saltiness of the ocean <laughs> to this. <laughs> because it's not salt water. It's all whale jizz. <laughs> wait, wait. I got to look something up because sp- <laughs> I think I have a fun fact about whale jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to see. I want to. I if think it's about them being whale semen. It's whale something, and I want to say it's like whale semen or whale shit. But it's whale semen. I think was an, a really important ingredient in like old perfumes. Was it? Bring this to me, please. Amber grease. Amber. A m b e r g r i s. Oh, okay. No, it's not sperm. Uh, um, but it does originate as uh, a secretion. I, it's in the it's intestines in- of. Sperm whale. That's, That's why it. I thought it was whale sperm. Freshly produced ambergris has a marine fecal odor. So it could be. It's whale. It's whale guts. Ugh. Yeah, let's put that in a perfume. Yeah, but that's the way it was. It's something in the way like it a fixative. So it allows the scent to last longer. So let's still say whale jizz. <laughs> oh, I was closing tabs. And then the lyrics do I hope you dance. Oh. Popped up. <laughs> what? Okay, there's a subversive uh, country music element to this podcast that I did <laughs> really not expect. Is. I am really surprised. But I am not resisting. <laughs> I love it so much. This is a tie in with a new Ken Burns special. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. I honestly, I have not watched enough Ken Burns documentaries in my life. Like, I don't think I don't think I've watched all of one of them. I feel like I've watched oh. most of the Roosevelts, and I've seen some of Vietnam. But I just I feel like I, I gotta sit down and just fuck up like Civil War, oh. Vietnam, Prohibition, Jazz. I baseball. almost feel like i've seen civil war multiple times i know i watched baseball and jazz i think with my dad and then the national parks one which i think is official oh yes is one of my favorites this is a shout out to chrissy because chrissy loves ken burns we usually oh chrissy chrissy and stl i am not i am not watching the country music one though i did hear the dulcet tones from the other room but i haven't i haven't indulged on that one um aquatic creature i would least like to be as of tell me as of today a female dolphin (laughs) 
Yeah. Speaking of yeah. mating rights. Yeah. If those can be called such. Let's just let's just dolphin. leave it at that. There's yep. Uh, we don't, there's we don't a, have to go any further. There's a a segment of the dolphin population that the males form. They don't uh go a courting solo. They go Ugh. in gangs and they herd Ugh. the female aggressively away. And it's not been observed the actual copulation, but that's all. That's all I. Yeah, I don't want to no. be a shrieking no. female dolphin. Nope. nope. Being nope, coerced nope, nope, away. Nope, nope. So, that said, you all with your dolphin tattoos, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I hope you don't dance. <laughs> well, okay, so so I think I think no winner and no loser. I think we both we both win. Which do you want? Do you want the baguette or the sword this week? What sounds good to you? It feels like the sword comes in handy in your life, but maybe not. I know, but like a, a nice I was baguette. just thinking, like a nice, a nice crusty yeah, bread sounds it does really sound nice. nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, can we both have? Can we? Can we break the let's baguette? Just break, in half let's just and share break the bread. It? Let's break the bread. And we'll let's break bread break. together let's on our knees. Together. Oh look, we're is this, is this Luke again? No, this is Corinthians. <laughs> this is I just <laughs> this is okay. What have we been through? <laughs> Christianity, the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> West Side Story. Country music. West Side Story. Wilches. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The gang's all here. We really hit all of, our, all of our bullet points. <laughs> I don't know what else we have. And are we going to pick out? We're going to pick out, right? We're not going to roll pick dice. Pick out our next category? No more roll dice. Yeah. Um, I will say. Mm. So, so g- gentle listeners, we're... we're if you haven't been tuning in for a while, the last couple episodes, we've said, fuck rolling dice. We are going to choose our own co- categories mm-hmm. and be masters of our own destiny, mm-hmm. mistresses mm-hmm. of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. If you take a gander, my dear Esther, uh, at the mistress list of categories, yes. I've adjusted topic number 10. Oh, let me see. Oh, what was topic number 10? Because that was the one that I had 9,000 question marks and mm. exclamation points by because I had written it when we'd been on the sauce mm. <laughs> do you see it <laughs> i had to have a caveat because we both knew the answer to number 10 <laughs> wait <laughs> we almost if we could do that then we could do blessed union of souls what do you mean if you're gonna do oh 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 yeah if we can have like a caveat that, but we've already got something like that okay yeah, you, yeah. you're right you're true yeah yeah. So I, because I was looking at, it, I was like, okay, well, we know it's it'll be funny, but we already know what it's going to be. But I am genuinely intrigued to see what our answer would be for sec. Because I think we could, we could, we could go. So does anything? So we're picking. We've got ten categories to choose from. Esther, is anything speaking to you? Oh, let me see. Let me see. Um, nine, perhaps, because that, like a little reminiscing. That could be nice. I do. I do. Um, like that. It's been a little while since we've gone into our um, biography. True. We haven't, we haven't gone our two in our in our biography. I would almost call it a mythology at this point <laughs> of our of ourselves. Yeah, our mythology. Story. Oh, <laughs> damn you! <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Why not? Why not leave it now? Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to have an answer for number two. I could dig deep. I would do maybe five or nine. What do you what do you think? Should we do a best of? Let's see if we agree on mm. a, on a number. 
I, I we'll do this like like playing cards. I you can see my five and nine, and you can suggest mm-hmm. you can raise me another number and see if I. This no, is not you, how you play I, cards, but I want, clearly I, I don't. Want, no, I want one of the ones you said. Uh, I want to do five. Let's do it. It's time. I want to do five. Ah! Because this also ties into our mythology. It does. Very much so. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, our category for next for next podcast is Greatest David. Mm-hmm. End of story. End of- End of story. I mean, we already have David. one. We have one suggestion that's put itself forward in this episode. Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Duchovny? <laughs> no, we didn't talk about that. Ooh, ooh, stop, stop. Oh, oh, no, we're getting into it too soon. <laughs> I feel like I've got to make like a spreadsheet <laughs> now. I got to start now. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so next time we will be discussing the greatest David. We'll also have to... Or you can maybe just know whether we already said the story about. about I this genuinely category. don't think we did, and now that I think of it, what was I saying? Oh, the the story of what, greatest David yeah. of David. I think we've talked about it. I actually don't think we have really okay. because I don't even think I remember what started it. I remember what it turned into, right? But where did the where did it begin? I think it began. Well, what we could save this for. Okay, we can save it because we might have yeah. to. I okay, I, okay, yeah. But I think it did begin with your um, strong opinions about things from a certain era of history, <laughs> and in in uh, making your case, you're talking about. in making your case about representations from that era. You told me that you know there was this era of history in which. Things were depicted in a certain way, and I, without thinking through my actions, typed in a search term that was immediately regretted, but also, thankfully, pretty well blocked and filtered, thankfully. Um, I might have even hit cancel before I fully typed it in. This, this... Is this a good setup? It's ringing a bell. Ringing it's a ringing a bell. bell. Okay. okay, okay. Okay, it's ringing a bell. I'm, I'm with us now. All right. We did it. We could, we could, we, we, we did it. We got it. We got it. We got I, it. I feel we like, did it. I feel like we left it all on the field with this one. We really did. I'm feeling good. There's a lot of seahorse eggs and. God. <laughs> Sunfish, basking shark, sea otters, and the wonderful kelp forest. And the wonderful kelp forest. Hold um, something to hold on to so you don't drift away. Oof. Just, I love that. I yeah. do love that they yeah. do that. And they hold, they have cool rocks yeah. that they just keep. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, let's do plugs. Oh. Okay. So who – do I go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Um, you can – if you want to follow me anywhere, you can if you want. Uh, what time do you leave for Twitter. work? <laughs> no, not that kind of follow. <laughs> my address is – Be clear in your intentions. social security number. Okay. My mother's maiden name. On Twitter, my name is Puff Crispy. Puff like the magic dragon. I don't know why I just struggled through the word magic. Ma- magic dragon. Magic. Crispy like the like the marshmallowy treat. Crispy with a K because my name's Kristen. Puff Crispy. Uh, that's my name on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr. Uh, I deleted that Harry Potter game. What happened? Deleted it. What happened? I got I got bored. I was I told you I was half assing it. Both cheeks out. And then I was I was quarter assing it, and then I just took my full ass out. I mean, I 
You put your whole ass in, you put your whole ass out. I then I I did the hokey pokey and I said, get this shit off my phone. So that's what I did. So I was never puff crispy on that game, so it was never legitimate. If you had been, I think you would have stayed. So don't yeah, I, honestly that's probably I I also just was kind of bored with it. But you so, didn't stay to find out who's catfishing you. <laughs> it's probably OPG at this point. <laughs> Like, we already know he's listening because he stopped wearing his patchouli. Um, I'm on Facebook, but who cares? Oh, I have my website. Uh, Tempest in a teacup, teacup-tempest.com. haven't written anything else, but I have my West Side Story and sequel installments. I have a blog post Esther's- I've been trying to crap out too, so we can, yeah. we can maybe birth them out together in the next week. I like that. I'm also, I'm also in this... Um, uh, online course that my job paid for that on data visualization, um, which is cool. Like I already know it's, I'm using this like really cool interactive program called Tableau and I can, I, I'm the visualization comes easier to me, but it's the like all this stuff about like ask questions of your data. And I'm sitting here like, what do you want from me? And I'm just like yelling this at a spreadsheet. Wait, asking <laughs> questions of your data. I'm picturing like, how many siblings do you have? <laughs> you know, like, like a first date. Are you single? <laughs> At like a spreadsheet of 2015 census data. That's like, <laughs> but you know, it's just like what kind of things, because you have all this information here and you can just like plug it yeah. in and you can get like a cool scatter plot. But you've got to know like a couple of statistical terms. Yeah. I'm also doing that, but you can't follow me anywhere on that data visualization because I'm just doing that on my own time. And I've got a project due Friday. And I've started on it. I am listening. <laughs> right. Sorry, my cat That's is fine. just, you know how it goes. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the height of rudeness, but you know how it how is. My cat does you. something. How dare you? <laughs> Two's face no, look the um, same as, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that's that's all. Um, we, I, me and Esther are going to write things. Then I'm learning how to I'm learning how to visualize data. It's sexy. By screaming it's at real it. sexy. Me me in school. Remember, you took a class. How many me. how many gel highlighter markers are you using? Uh, the notes that I because it's I'm basically just like watching videos and like reading things and then taking quizzes um, and then trying to do things myself um, through this course, but I am like taking notes in a spiral notebook and I'm using every color of the rainbow. (laughs) And then they're like, "Uh, you don't want to use too many bright colors on your visualizations. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to use all neon. I probably will because they can't tell me what to do. That's right. I mean, they can. I'm getting great at that stuff. They can't. But in your soul, they can't. Yeah. So at any rate, this is this. But tell me about your plugs. My plugs, um, I have, well, I have the Instagram at a little river stone, which is yeah, you do. personal sort of ish writing ish stuff. Um, and then my art at follow the paint. And then my website is estersharp.com. I do have watercolor and ink originals for sale now as well stickers! as stickers. Stickers, they're so good. I'm putting together some little sketchbooks that'll be up there, maybe one or two with some hand paintings on the Mm. front. So you can check back there. And I have my book, The Watchfall of Sparrows, which is out out and about. Wherever fine books are sold. I did do an exciting thing yesterday. 
yesterday or the day before. I had a moment where I was working on my next books on my laptop and just doing the scrolly, scrolly back and forth. And all of a sudden, I was just like, I need to hold this in my hands and be able to turn pages to really understand like what it needs and what it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. So I printed out the the text, the textual copy of um, the first section of um, my fantasy series and ah. of my follow-up to my novel. And oh, I have them both. both. I printed out both and I bound them with um, binder clips. And then mm-hmm. I also did a cover, a watercolor color cover for a watercolor oh. color, a watercolor color, <laughs> a watercolor cover. <laughs> That's a hard thing to it say. It is a hard thing to say. A watercolor cover for the fantasy one of the, mm-hmm. of the tree. And it was, it's really soothing oh. and very grounding to get it like in a form, even though it's still yeah. very because I feel like I can really see where I need to go and, and yeah. make notes and Did it, write on wasn't it. Wasn't there a really big step of a watch fall of spares where you printed it out mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. cut it up? Mm-hmm. With my quilting scissors re- in England. Yeah. It was all over my bed. I remember that. Yep. Like that, that's a good, I feel like this is an important it is step. An, it is a very important step. So that was very soothing to. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I didn't realize because I'm like being so physically far away, I haven't like seen you working on it in years yeah, at this point. Right. So I didn't realize you had enough of it that there's enough to print. Nor did I. I thought I could print, honestly, in my naivety about how much I've written because yeah. so much of it is undone and I've just written like scraps and things need to be yeah. more connected and everything. I was going to print all that I'd written and then realized that was going to be about 110 pages. Damn. So I chose to shorten it because I just want to focus on the first chunk and I didn't want to overwhelm the printer, et cetera, et cetera. So, but still, it was exciting, like 40 pages. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So it makes me realize they could actually be pretty sizable books if I really, and I think I'm being brief. So that's surprising considering my first novel. Well, how many pages is? Watchful of Sparrows is like one, hold on. I actually got copies in the mail today because I ordered some author copies. Uh... 126. <laughs> so I've basically almost written my first novel and I haven't even gotten to the meat no. chunk, which is... Yeah, these are going to be these are gonna be big, chunky boys. <laughs> big, chunky, girthy boys. <laughs> girthy, chunky boys. <laughs> ah, and on that pitch, that's wonderful. Let's put that in the ad copy. Remember, this is very similar to writing the ad copy for The Watchful Sparrows when you said this book is about the Hulk. Well, yeah, because... you thought their name was Banner, but their name is Banning. And you were so nice about it because we hadn't known each other for that long yet. As if I should expect so... you to have my characters' names memorized, and that's an easy but transposition to make. But I also I think I hadn't read the entire thing yeah. yet. I think I'd read a section of it, and but Avengers had just come out, and also you we, you listened. You guys listened to our whole episode about how I want to fuck the Hulk. Oh, yeah. It's on my mind at all times. Hulk's, listen, Hulk mania is a whole different thing with Kristen. It's yeah, not yeah. Hulk Hogan. It's not, it's, it's it's not, not Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. It's, it's very it's, much green. I'm looking at our uh-huh. mistress list of categories, which the heading is very much Hulk green. I was just, I'm. it's up on my screen as well. And I'm like, oh, God, I have a problem. <laughs> Are you drinking a green smoothie as well right now? I put spinach in it. It's mostly blue because oh. it's blueberries. Okay, okay. So, but... Green, green is present and accounted for. This podcast will end when Kristen turns into the Hulk. <laughs> or no, it'll go on. 
I don't know. It'll go on. I'll be just become hot smart Hulk. <laughs> Nerdy Hulk. But I have to I have to be the I have to be the angry toddler that was in Thor Ragnarok first. Oh, yeah. Did you see you saw Thor yes. Ragnarok, didn't you? Yes. Uh, that feels like I'd like to watch it again. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's a good that's, that's got the best the, one on rewatch. The, yeah. What's his name? Taika? Taika. Taika did that one. Yeah, that's yes. Why. It's got that Taika spin on it's it. It's got the sweet touch of Taika. Sweet touch of Taika. <laughs> um, the touch, the feel of Taika. Of Taika. <laughs> oh, the cotton the industry is probably really litigious. New okay, Zealand. I my new thing is let's say let's put all of our most uh, lit- litigatable <laughs> material at the end just to just to for people to really earn. The litigation, like, I want to know that they got to this point and then they, like, they had to get through, they had to get through seahorse mating rituals in order to To get all, to get all your sweet, like, controversial bombs you're about to drop. (laughs) What are you about to drop? No, we were just singing the cotton commercial and I was saying maybe the cotton, I was saying maybe the cotton industry is litigious and I was saying we should save all Uh our lawsuit material until the end. I wasn't very clear. I was being a little roundabout. No. Anyway. I, and I'm with you. I'm with you on this journey now. Well, we did it. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. <laughs> whenever one door closes, whenever one throat uh, basket closes, I hope mm-hmm. one more opens. I hope one more opens. Promise me you'll give. Fear of fighting chance? No, what is it? it wouldn't you'll, do that. you'll give shoving your eggs into an open mail pouch. Mm. A fighting chance. Mm. We'll see. You get a choice. Yeah. To hold hands in the ocean or dance. Mm. I hope you hold hands in the ocean. <laughs> so now I'm not her. We switched. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, don't I, know. I hope I do too. My metaphor, was, to assume my metaphor was ever on the rails, <laughs> is assuming too much. Holding hands in the ocean <laughs> is a good I outcome. was like, holding hands in the ocean or dancing. Holding hands in the ocean sounds better. Yeah. Oh, that's our listener benediction. Our benediction cover batch. Our benediction batch. Our benediction guys. batch. Okay, there our it is. Batch. I brought it there. Guys, here, come in close. Let's hold hands. Let's group hug. Yep. It's Virgo season. We're all our anxiety and our perfectionism is all over the place. Group hug. I hope you dance. <laughs> I hope you dance. I just want to keep saying benediction batch. <laughs> benediction batch. Benediction batch. Benediction batch. I didn't recognize the tune at first. <laughs> I was like, does he have a theme song? Okay. Are we closing the podcast or, or opening a new one? It. I'm just, I'm still in the group pod right oh. here. It's like oh, my yeah. hands are still. Right. I am just kind of like putting my hands out yeah. like, like. 90s boy band. Did you see I have new leggings, by the way? Oh, yeah. I got them today at Target. They've got a tall waistband that goes up past my belly button. So I feel like this could transition from day to night to eternity. I love a high waisted legging. I want it to go all the way up to my bra band. Yeah. Let's do it. Take me there. Take me there. (laughs) Take me there. John Ralphio. (laughs) Exactly it. Well, guys, okay. We did it. I don't know why I keep saying we did it, but we did. We we did it. We did do it. It's exciting. Well, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. What we always do. We're going to say bye to them, and then I'm going to say bye to you later. That's good. good. Okay. All right. Bye. Give the heavens.
choice.